Hey, welcome to your favorite podcast again, the Talk Football Podcast. It's the fifth episode of the podcast. Um, uh, I want to thank you again for tuning in, for listening, for clicking the link once more. Um, you know how we do it here. We aim to dissect all of the things that have happened in the weekend from the footballing world, from from press conferences to post-match conferences to goals scored to how it affects all of the teams in each of the top five leagues in Europe. Um, so sit back, enjoy. Let's let's go. Um, but before we go, I I have to announce that I have a guest today. I'm not going to be hosting the show. Okay, I'm going to be hosting the show, but I have um, uh, a, a guest speaker on the show today. Seya is his name. So um, Seya, say hi to the people. Hi, hi. Hello. All right. Seya is going to be the first guest on our podcast for... Um, this week um, i hope that we we get to, to have many more guests on the podcast subsequently so um Sia, um what do you have to say about what happened this last weekend in the footballing world well you see it wasn't really a very busy weekend but we had some interesting games and we had um, some interesting games and some other league games that were held in hybrid or classical and Yeah, wonderful it was. Um, uh, we had really good games. Um, from the Spanish side, we had the classical. We had we had some really good games, even in the English, in the English Premier League and the FA Cup. Um, a few results weren't as good as they should be for some people, but especially for people that play sports betting. But football is is all about unpredictability, and that that's what happened. So um, let's let's quickly go into um, the details of each of the matches that were played in the weekend. By the way, Seah is a Bayern Munich fan. Very, very, very rare to hear and see, but yes, Seah, tell us how you got to be to being a Bayern Munich fan. Um, <clears throat> well, you know, I, I used to just watch football generally when I was smaller. I didn't have, I didn't really have a team. So, around 2013, 2014, thereabouts, I, I started watching some Champions League games like when Victor went to Dortmund to Bayern. I was really young, by the way. So they had um, players like Lewandowski scoring four goals. He was in Dortmund at the time, by the way, scoring four goals against Bayern. And I was I was intrigued by the whole issue, by, by the whole uh, performance. And then I got to find out about Bayern Munich and the demolition of Barcelona. Bear in mind, Barcelona was like the world power at that time in football, so I was, I was, I was interested in the team and I started supporting the guys and then since then, I haven't regretted the decision since. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to have to have any sort of regrets being a Bayern Munich fan. They've been wonderful for the last few years. Um, uh, they've had several Champions Leagues to their names and consistently winning their league titles, so... Um, I don't think being a Bayern Munich fan is ever going to be something that you would have to regret all your life. Uh, being a Manchester United fan, there's a little bit of regrets currently, but <laughs> we died here. Yeah, yeah. The love for the team is not going to let me leave. So um, uh, let's just go into what happened in the weekend. So um, let's start with uh, the English football. First of all, um, Aston Villa lost to Arsenal, um, a goal to nil. 
and you all know that I'm not. I have never been. I will never be happy about the fact that Arsenal win, <laughs> especially with the fact that they are they are struggling with me uh, to to secure a top four place in the champion. Yeah, I'm not happy. I'm not happy about it. But football is football. You just have to. If if I had my way, I would not even talk about Arsenal. <laughs> yes, but <laughs> but I have to because of you guys. So um, Arsenal won the goal to nil. Um, I really. I really didn't feel that um, Aston Villa were going to beat, were going to win Arsenal, but I was hoping they could cause an upset to a large extent. Um, at least help us secure. They should at least secure a point from Arsenal, but they weren't able to. Um, I've said it before, Aston Villa are a good team, and I hope that they can be better next year, especially with Steven G coming into the team, making them play this very good attacking football, and Cotillo being excellent since he came. Um, I just hope that they can get better next season, but for this season, couldn't do anything good for me. Um, see, I, I don't, I don't know if you saw the game against Aston Villa by yeah, Arsenal. So I, I watched it. Yeah, I watched it through the game. Well, I heard something interesting how the writer was saying the people stumbling for top four, like drunkards, you know, stumbling upon the floor. <laughs> 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 but, but I don't think Arsenal, Arsenal, they have, they have been doing well recently. You know, they have told Ateta. They have a they have a focus they have hedged the team, other than uh, better. Should I say they are a little bit better than the other teams struggling? Yeah, 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 yeah. It seems like they they've got this consistency. Yes, yes. Recently they have been consistent. Even the game against Liverpool, you know, they lost but they played very well. And this is the Arsenal we know. You know, they are doing the good passing, the party and um, uh, shit. You know, Odegaard, Odegaard. Odegaard, you know, the midfield is down. The midfield is solid. Saka of course is doing well. He scored the goal. They tried to kill him in the match. So many um, tackles. tackles yeah. Uh, I'm glad he wasn't injured. I'm not really an Arsenal fan, but I'm I'm happy for you. You like you like good footballers, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. everybody does like good footballers. Um. So um, Arsenal maintained their position in the league fourth place. Puts me really really down to. I think I think with Tottenham, yeah. So we we have to talk about Tottenham too. Tottenham, uh, they went on to beat. West Ham three goals to one. Man, I really did not feel that Tottenham could put such put up such performances against teams like West Ham. But football is football again. Uh, two goals from from Son and they were able to secure three points. And it puts me Manchester United by the way. And I've said before that if I am going to be talking about Manchester United, you guys should permit me to use the word we. So um, it puts us in uh, I think in in uh, sixth place. Place um, in the league table, um, uh, very really 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 bad stuff for us. Um, but worse stuff for West Ham because it kind of dampens their Europa League dreams. If they can't keep up their performances, they are going to drop down from the position that they are in the league. I just hope that they can do better because um, they've really struggled this season. Um, the, the Premier League games that they've played and even in the uh, the Europa League, they've done they've done really well for themselves. So I hope that they can can maintain this. This momentum and at least qualify for European football next season. Um, Chelsea went on to beat Middlesbrough two goals to nil in the FA Cup. Um, it was a good game for Chelsea. Mason Mount was was showing off. <laughs> yes, Mason Mount was, was a show off with two assists. Uh, it was a good game for them. Uh, Big Rom scored. Um, he's not really been on the score sheet so much this season, so I was happy that they could at least pull one back for Chelsea. Yeah, it doesn't really put him back into the team, especially in Premier League games, but at least 
he would be considered to be playing to play a few games if he keeps scoring uh, such goals and sometimes um, I've I have said quite a number of times that um, I feel that the the Chelsea team have not been able to build their their game around Lukaku and that's why it's been difficult for him. See, I don't know if you have a contrary opinion to to what I've just said, but I feel really seriously because when when Lukaku was was playing at Inter, the team was built around him. Even Lateral Martinez but was playing for for Lukaku, but since he came to this Chelsea team, it's been really difficult for him to play alongside the sort of players that Chelsea have. So I feel personally that they've not been able to build the team around him because they've not been playing for him. So what do you think? Oh, well, the, the, the thing about Lukaku and Chelsea, Chelsea is a really the kind of team that they build their game around the, pe- the player recently. I'm, I'm going to say recently, since Tuchel came, because he's a very he's good tactically. And yeah, of course, he's good. He tries to bring out the best in everybody. Even uh, uh, Timo Werner has been getting chances to play because he's not really playing for himself, but playing for the team. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. the other hand, I, I think he's a little bit too much of a traditional striker. Yeah. Oh, you think he's a stereotype? Yeah, yeah. Coach, uh, and 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 he's not really helping this team understand because the people in the team are not playing for him; they are playing for the team. Not make them sound like that. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, so uh, I don't think they are going to build their game around him, and he has to adjust actually this time. Yeah, yeah, he, he really does have to adjust because I don't think that you as a natural nine should be on the bench for 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 an attacking midfielder to be playing the role of uh, a false nine when there's actually an attacking there's actually a natural attacker in the team. Mm-hmm. Um, the case of Firmino and Pedro Jota says a lot. Pedro Jota is is um is a player that gets more playing time compared to Firmino and because he's a natural nine and he converts the chance. So I feel that Lukaku really needs to work on his game and probably work on his relationship with the Chelsea players, especially on the on the pitch. On the pitch yeah. yeah. So um that being said, uh, Chelsea qualified to the next round. Um the FA Cup draws are out and um Chelsea are to play Crystal. I don't know why Chelsea always get this lucky when they play the FA Cup. They they virtually meet smaller teams almost every time. Uh, I don't like the fact that they're playing Crystal Palace. They should have paired them with Man City or Liverpool, any other person like that. But man now, Man City get to play the tough guys again. Uh, by the way, yes, I'm a Manchester United fan, but I hate Manchester City. Even though we share the same city, fine. I hate them because they've been dominant for, for a few years and I don't like them. So, um, it's not like, I'm not trying to be all uh, Manchester thing. I don't, I'm not trying to do that thing here. I'm just saying that Chelsea get too, too many easy fixtures and it's not nice for football. Yes, because they are just going to Crystal, Crystal Palace. But, you know, you know what I mean. So, um, Understand. Yeah, so well, uh, Chelsea play Crystal Palace. Well, Crystal Palace, you know, they have been uh, a little bit. Um, they have played well. You know, they played against City and they, they drew down City. Um, I think it's not going to be very easy for them for Chelsea. You know, it, nevertheless, it's still the easier game. You know, of course, there is City and those are playing. But I don't think it's going to be all easy for them. You know, you have to give a little bit credit to. For coming this far, their last game against Everton, they were totally dominant. I, I, yeah, 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 they did. They I, did. I, I don't, I don't know if I, I'm allowed to say Lampard is not a really good coach, but he's not, he's not doing well. You're going to get, you're going to get a few backlashes for that, but um, <laughs> no, he's not doing well yeah. recently. You know, since he's a head coach in Everton, Everton are going down, the table, losing games, and, and now they have lost 
les écueils peuvent nous établir une capacité de résilience et tout ça par rapport au premier expérience. Yeah, yeah, I do understand. Um, Lampard, Lampard came into the Everton team with lots of expectations um, uh, from fans and from the management, especially with with um, with the signings that he were he was allowed to make um, from um, Dele Alli to to Donovan de Beek and um, everybody expected a little bit of changes. You understand, yeah, given yeah. the fact that he's he's a little bit experienced yeah. since he had he's had the, the likes of Chelsea um, in his career as a coach, and so the expectations from the from from the end of the fans and the management were a little bit huge and but but I still feel that um um Lampard wouldn't really do bad at Everton. I think um he met the team when they they've been really they are already down and he's been trying to put them back in, in shape but you know the Premier League football is it's difficult to come back from from being really down to getting back to um a top position. It's really with all of the teams getting getting on their feet. You understand? So it's it's difficult. Um but I feel that Lampard is going to be is going to be um a, a right choice um, for for uh, the Everton management um, subsequently. Uh, so um, um, Everton were beaten by Crystal Palace in the in the round of um, FA Cup yeah, matches that we just played, and um, Southampton too lost four one to Manchester City, and Liverpool managed to score a goal against Nottingham Forest, and that's why um, you are having Chelsea play Crystal Palace, and you are having Manchester City play. Liverpool in the next round. I think those are the semi-finals in, yeah, in the FA Cup. Cup, yeah. So Chelsea. Those two. Okay, okay. So we, we expect to see good football from from um, the four teams remaining in the FA Cup. Um, I just wish my team could be like it, but this season it seems that we're going home with nothing that resembles a trophy. Yeah. But that, that that's football. We've been been like that from from two thousand sixteen to now. So. We just we just hope for the better. Um, that being said, let's talk about the El Clasico now. Um, Barcelona, Barcelona. I don't I don't know how to say it, but like I told you before, I'm a Madrid fan. If I go to Spain, if you go to Spanish football, I'm a Madrid fan, and I don't know how to say we were trashed, we were shredded. <laughs> yes, and it's annoying because this match is not just one of the regular matches. It's like the biggest game in Spanish football history, and see how Barcelona just man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Well, well, you see, uh, whether we like it or not, we have to accept the fact you know, that Benzema had a, a huge influence in the team. Of course, it was very evident. It had a very big effect. And uh, you know, people say it wasn't Benzema's fault. Or like, it, it does not matter. It will not matter if he, he, he was in the game. Because he does not, he's, he's not a defender and and all that. But I don't, I don't really think having influence uh, has anything to do with defending. So the position you yes, play. Yes, yes. So he he was not in the game, and for for the first time in a while, I don't know how many games they have done without losing. They lost terribly. Yes, yes. I I feel that this performance is like the worst performance that uh, Real Madrid has put up this season. So um. It was not. It was not really a nice thing to to watch. Yeah. So it was. It was terrible. It was not really on, nice. On the, from the from the aspect of Real Madrid, from the, if you if you see it from their point of view, it was terrible for them. You see, second half they were they were struggling to get um shots on target. You know, they they were just the game wasn't really going. Barcelona were totally dominant. Yeah. They were really totally dominant. Uh, and did you notice how Chelsea fans have been happy 
over the fact that Real Madrid lost. They are feeling that Real Madrid are going to be this four against them in Champions League uh, 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 um, quarterfinals. They've been really happy. Like all of the Chelsea fans I've met, they were like, "Oh, let's just play this Real Madrid team. Let's play this Real Madrid." Team. And I've been saying that um, yes, they beat Real Madrid last season, but I don't think it's going to be this easy or that easy for them this season. And and seeing this sort of performance that Barcelona put put up against um, Real Madrid and how poor Real Madrid were. Chelsea fans have been so so they've been very very ecstatic and they've been feeling like they're just going to close past Real Madrid but um, Champions League football is Champions League football and and I don't think anybody knows Champions League football as much as Real Madrid yeah. knows Champions League football so I just hope that it doesn't doesn't turn out to be exactly what happened against Barcelona in the Champions League I wouldn't be happy if Chelsea won, won that game against Real Madrid well you see you see me uh, you can all actually take away the fact that Chelsea have been playing really good football recently had a good form recently. Um, Chelsea, they have resumed their passion on the pitch regardless of what has yeah, been. Yeah, yeah, they've, they've been, they've been, been, they've been playing well. So, uh, you know, the game wasn't really slow in one direction. That's what I have to say. I, uh, you know, people can say a lot about football, um, but it's not really played on paper. It's going to be yeah, played. Yeah, yeah, on the when pitch. They, when they play, Eleven it's, players have to run. Yeah, it's what happens on that day that matters. So actually, the game can flow anyway in any direction. Real Madrid can win, Chelsea can win. But I don't think it's going to be an easy game for Chelsea this season. And that's what the fans, Chelsea were like. They, they had very loud fans. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, the Chelsea fans <laughs> are loud. Yeah, so but I, I don't think the game is going to just go their direction just because they won it last time. No. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, let's just let's just hope that we're going to have um um. Really, really interesting match um, against these these um, teams in the Champions League's uh, in the Champions League's next round. Um, let's go to um, Sevilla. Sevilla drew against Real Sociedad. Uh, a really good result for Real Madrid, given the fact that they even lost. It gives us um, the same ten point or nine point lead. Yeah, so we're still nine points ahead. Real Madrid are still nine points ahead of Sevilla, and uh, we we hope that Sevilla can still. Keep um, dropping points or probably even lose a few for, for Real Madrid. At least we don't have so much pressure on, on us um, as Real Madrid fans, um, you know, as a team. In uh, giving um, talking about the league table uh, particularly, so I just hope that um, Real Madrid can keep up, can keep winning their games. I think um, this game that they played against Barcelona um, supposedly would would be the most difficult game that they have left that they had uh, before. They played before they played the game against Barcelona, so I hope that the remaining games can be can be easy games for them to win. Though, though we all know that there's no football, there's no football match that is an easy match to win. Even if you win it comfortably, it was never easy. So let's just hope that Real Madrid can keep up, can keep performing the way that they've been performing. So um, let's talk about Bayern Munich uh, in the German league. I I remember. Clearly, that I said that Julian Belly were going to pay for Bayern Munich draw against Hoffenheim, and it happened. It happened. Um, Julian Berlin lost four goals to nil, um, two goals from Robert Lewandowski. And um, guess what? Robert Lewandowski, being Robert Lewandowski, breaks the record again. Gerard Muller's uh, Gerard Muller's record of um, of scoring thirty goals and more consecutively for five seasons. Uh, Robert Lewandowski is is. I don't know. I can't. I can't say. I can't not say particularly that um, 
he's the best striker in the world, but I don't think that Toxie you wouldn't you wouldn't put him there. I think the only person you can call against Lewandowski currently would be Karim Benzema if you are not if you are the sentimental. Um, but but Lewandowski is is one of one of a kind. I don't think we're going to have his type in football again in a very long while. Um, so yeah, I know you have a lot of stuff to say. Yeah, particularly about Lewandowski because <laughs> he's your man. So <laughs> what do you think about Lewandowski's um record? Okay, I I watched the game. I watched the game against the New England English team. Bayern played very, very direct football. You know, from the beginning, they were attacking. They were attacking like I think the first five minutes they already had about a shot or two shots of Carlo Braga, and then since the Coman goal was just totally beautiful. Was a shot that I, I don't think even two keepers would have tried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that shot was really precise and on target. It was beautiful. It just came out of nothing. You know. But then Lewandowski, people saying, you know, he's, he's wonderful. He's, he's outstanding. He's a very brilliant striker. Very focused on the pitch, out of pitch. He doesn't really talk too much. He just, he just does his talking on the pitch. You know, Gerd Muller was a very wonderful footballer. I think he won the Bayern game, I'm not sure, but I think he won. I think he won one, I think, yeah. if I can remember. <coughs> so, Lewandowski calling his record is, is not an easy feat. Gemula is one of the best strikers I've ever played football. Played football, yeah, that's true. Uh, anybody that knows this job stuff knows what he knows. Yeah. So, Lewandowski calling his record just shows how much you know, Lewandowski is a very good striker. You know, he says he might not have people that this consists of or this. Um, good at, at playing the number nine role very often you know what I'm yeah yeah that's true that's true um although we have we have young talents like uh, Erling Haaland and um Kylian Mbappe we, we are hoping that they can at least step into the shoes of these people but man it's difficult to play football as good as Lewandowski and be consistent for yeah. all of these years in, in the top level uh um, I just hope um that this this year's Ballon d'Or will not skip in because um Given the considerations that they've that they've made and the, the changes that they've made in uh, for as criteria for giving the Ballon d'Or, I think um, Lewandowski, particularly this season, deserves it. Uh, given the criteria that they've just just released, I think um, Lewandowski meets all of those criteria, and I hope that he wins it uh, plainly this year. Um, if if for any reason Messi gets a Ballon d'Or this year, man. Then I'll just stop watching the awards. I think I'll, <laughs> yes, I'll just stop watching the awards yes. because Messi is nothing close to to getting any award this season. I think the only award Messi is going to have this season is just a, a league's winner medal for for the French League One. I think that's the only me- medal or award that Messi deserves this season. Not 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 being sentimental. I'm not showing any jabs at anybody. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, but, but, but you feel the you feel the realize that with the World Cup coming up like in the day, towards the end of the year. And the World Cup will go a long way to, to um, determine, determine who, who wins the boundary. Now, once again, Argentina is a very good side. Yeah, of course. And yeah. They, they have been playing well, but, but then I keep on telling people that I don't rate Copa America, honestly. Yeah, I don't yeah. rate Copa America because there aren't too many good sides. In, yeah, there are not too many good sides. And for the fact that they, have, they even have to have to add teams from other continents to complete the teams that play the Cup America is is one thing is like is a bit teller for me. I I usually don't like to watch such competitions, but but for the fact that South Americans can play good football, 
you you just have to watch the football. Yeah. Stuff. So so my point is, you see, in the World Cup even Copa even went bonkers. Messi didn't have six point nine goals. A lot of people have been saying Messi is finished. I won't say he's finished per se, but he's he's not really the Messi we used to know. But we know not what happened in the last World Cup. Mm-hmm. Croatia, the should I say Germany? They outplayed Argentina. Mm-hmm. Well, but and they had to beat uh <laughs> motherland Nigeria yeah, for yeah. them to progress. And what happened in the next round? They they just got destroyed by France. And yeah, you yeah. see when when they play European teams, you, you can look at the teams of of European teams are, are more prepared and they're very tactical. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm not I'm not saying Messi won't have anything to bring to floor during the World Cup, but just in case they need the World Cup, we know how the Ballon d'Or runs its course. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give it to Messi. Let's just let's just hope that Lewandowski can win this. Talking about finished players, man, you forgot to talk about uh Aubameyang. Wow, what a performance! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm just world class. Yes, believe me, believe me, believe me. If there's anybody that I thought was going to put up such a brilliant performance in the classical, it was never going to be us. Never, never in our wildest dreams. You understand, man? Aubameyang was 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 something else. It was something else. I, I did you see his tweet when um he posted from a finished player? I think that's what that, that was what he posted, and he put uh, he put the blue and red colors in front of the tweet, and and there was this picture that he took alongside the tweet. I mean, I think I think that was a job at Arsenal. <laughs> first off. Uh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to be disrespectful to to Aubameyang. I think he deserves all of the things that he's enjoying at Barcelona right now. But I don't think that the chat was necessary. Uh, yeah, I don't think it was necessary. I think I think Arsenal uh, have done a lot for Aubameyang over the last few years. So I don't think that chat was well, necessary. Well, well, you see, I I don't think he was necessarily um, um, referring to Arsenal. You know, players go through a lot on social media, and people know. The people that post these things, they, they don't really care about. I don't think they care. Yeah, about yeah. They for they sometimes forget about players are humans, you know. So, um, well, it wasn't really the wisest thing to do, you know, to say that. But but then, I I think he needed he needed to do it because, you know, emotions are really to like keep to like keep his um his esteem in check yeah, and the rest of it. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's, I think if, if it's good for his mental health, yeah, then nobody will. really cares at the end. I, I just hope he continues in his good form. Yeah, I, I, I hope I hope for his own sake because Aubameyang has gone through a lot in the Arsenal team before he left. So so I'm really happy for the fact that that um he's he's on this um this form. Uh, I'm happy that he caught he caught this form. Um, I'm just not happy that he's using this form to disturb my team. I'm just not happy about that. So um. Let's talk about um, Dortmund. Dortmund playing uh, a one-all draw with Cologne. Uh, man, I think Dortmund are like the Tottenham of Man- of of of, Eng- of England or, or of Germany rather. They are so inconsistent and man, for a team as big as Dortmund with the likes of Alland and Marco Royce and and Malen and and Fogan Hazard, I think I think Dortmund are too inconsistent for a team. You can't bank on them if you are a spec a sports better. Man, I think you should avoid Dortmund sometimes because they can be very surprising. I don't, I didn't think that Cologne would ever be in a position to draw um, Dortmund, given given the fact that they're just a few points away from Bayern Munich. I I thought they were they were going to be putting up a really strong fight against um against um Cologne at least at least to keep their hopes alive against Bayern Munich. Uh, I know that Seiya, you are really happy about Tuchel, 
So, um, yes, yes. <laughs> I know you're happy now, but so let's, let's hear what you have to say about it. Oh, yeah, you know, I'm all really, really, really happy about how Dortmund still enjoying against Paul. And it, 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 it says a lot about what people have to say about Bruno's impact. You know, people, a lot of people just keep on presuming that Bruno's impact is trash because there's no other team squad and no other team's challenge for the title as much as yeah yeah people say that a lot but but the truth is really is too because you know because Dortmund and everybody has everybody I, I don't know if a lot of people have been noticing you know, how has been really quiet two games mm. he hasn't been scoring yeah as much as since he came back from that injury and yeah, he hasn't had any goals he even got a rating of like six point three in a game yeah in this in this last game well that was that's that's really low yeah he couldn't I don't think he had Crazy, crazy game for him, but then Dortmund, Dortmund, are, like you said, they are kind of inconsistent. You know, they're not really um, challenging for the title this season. Well, we hope it will get better for them. No, hopefully for them, they can they can at least put up better performances. So at least they can they can. Because uh, I don't like the fact that they were even beaten out of the Europa League by Rangers. Um, Dortmund are a team I like. I like the kind of football they play. But let's just hope that things will get better for them. Um, one of the things that I find really intriguing this year um, is the fact that the German top four race is really, 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 really tight. I mean, if you check the table for third, fourth uh, positions in the German league, it's been it's been wonderful, man. Um, Bayer Leverkusen are uh, uh, third position and they have forty points. Leipzig are uh, fourth position and they have five forty five points. Freiburg fifth position forty five points. Offenheim fifth sixth position. 45 points and man you see the differences between uh the third person and the person at six positions just three points so um i find this i find this um this race for top four really interesting uh i feel that leverkusen they've been really inconsistent lately and if they keep up being if they keep being inconsistent i feel that at some point either of these teams are going to take their places um preferably leipzig because they play good football they've been they've been challenging the champions league lots of times so i would prefer that leipzig take um, the place of Bayer Leverkusen though I'm not saying that Bayer Leverkusen don't deserve it I'm just saying that if they flop um, I prefer that uh, I prefer uh, Leipzig to, to take their place in the Champions League yeah. but but let's just I think it's a really interesting thing to watch out for the, the top four race in, in the German League um, with the point differences that each of these teams share um, so so um, if you are a German, German League fan this is something you should watch out for. Their games are really going to be interesting um, for men's four. Uh, so, um, in Italy, Napoli were able to beat Udinese two goals to one. Um, uh, you, you all know that I want AC Milan to win the league, so I'm not really happy about the fact that Napoli won. But um, the only thing that I like is that Osimen was on the score sheet twice again. It was nice. Osimen has been has been on the score sheet for Napoli the last two games twice. He scored twice in the last game and he scored twice again against Udinese. And being that I'm Nigerian, I would always be happy for my Nigerian brother, but I'm not happy about the fact that um, Napoli won the game. Uh, it puts too much pressure on AC Milan. So um, I'm not happy about that, but, but being that Osimen is the scorer of his goals, I'm okay. So, um, Seiya, what do you think about Osimen? Uh, we're going to be playing the Black Stars Ghana in a few days and. Do you think that Osimhen is going to be in the squad, or do you think that um, do you think that he's going to perform as much as he's performing? He's been performing for Napoli in 
from the DED Sarah? Uh, so I, I think I've closely followed this um, recent process of the PF and the group thing. Um, assuming assuming is, is, is good because this is a good striker and you have to um, consider the fact that when he plays for Napoli, he plays with different players. Of course, yes. Right. Really, yeah. um, and when he came to play for our national team, he was playing with our own players. And uh, we just hope he's going to put up a very good performance against Galatasaray because you know this match is not is not really about about you know the football. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's about pride and all of these. <laughs> yes. You understand? They're that? great rivals, so it's it's like a derby, like an um, um, inter-country derby. Let's just hope. Let's just hope for the best for Mr. Name because um he's on fire. He's really on fire. Talking about players on fire, man, we have to talk about Amir Khan. Um, Yuzi has been has been wonderful, man. Especially with what he's done with Amir Khan. I don't think yeah I've said this before in in previous episodes. I've talked about Amir Khan and his consistency and how he's been has been able to pull Roma out of um lots of problems recently, but um. The the derby between Roma and Lazio was wonderful, um, especially with with Jose Mourinho ranting before even the game. Um, before the game, I can remember that Jose said that um, Lazio players are smoking with their coach currently. <laughs> you understand? Yeah, he said that because Mauricio Mauricio Sari Mauricio Sari is smoked, and um, Jose Jose took a jab at to Lazio team, saying that the players are smoking with their coach. And I feel that this game. Was like um was like uh was like using using knocking these Lazio players in their faces, telling them to stop smoking because smokers can't can't do well on, on the football pitch. <laughs> so I I feel that I feel that Roma beating Lazio to to um to a win in the in the Rome derby it was was amazing. Uh, I I can't, I can't really say that I was expecting that much goals from Roma. Um, considering the sort of football that. Mario plays, but Tamir Bam was exceptional and he's been exceptional for, for Roma recently. I think um I think um, uh, if he keeps up this performance, he's going to be a little bit uh, in a competition with uh, the likes of Harry Kane for the for the English number nine jersey. Um what do you think about about um um, um Tamir Bam competing with um, Harry Kane in, in the national team? Um I, I don't think I don't think he's actually going to compete for that position and Hurricane, but based on the fact that Hurricane has also been playing good football and he has like best right in the national team. Yeah, yeah. But 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 um, Tamibam has been wonderful. He's a great player, and I keep on saying this thing about some players moving abroad and performing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it says a lot about the kind of conditions that they have been playing in their main team. Yeah. If 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 you if a coach doesn't have faith in you. He doesn't uh, push you to be better. You 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 are really going against the tide. So yeah. yeah. But but when you are playing with a coach that believes in you and keeps on uh, and says good things about you, brags about you, you know, it, it, it gives you confidence. I think that's what happened to Tammy Abraham over there at Roma, and it's a good environment for him. So I'm I'm happy. But I don't I I think he should keep up his consistency and maybe he'll just get that call up. Uh, well, well, let's just hope for the better for him. Talking about having faith in players, I think Murillo is one of the coaches that, that does that a lot. Um, I remember he did that with Jogba 
from from Olympic Di Marcel. So um, Mourinho is that sort of player. He's that, he's that sort of coach. He, he has players that he just he, he puts all of his trust in, and and lots of times, man, they've always come to deliver. Tammy Drama is doing it again. Um, Jojo Bar did it before. Now, so uh, let's just hope that this faith that um Mourinho has put in in Tammy Brown would lead him to being a better striker compared to what he was at Chelsea. Yeah. So um Juventus beat Salesina uh two goals to nil. Polo Dybala was on the score sheet. Um Polo Dybala is going to be leaving Juventus at the end of the season, I think, uh because his contract expires this this um season. So um uh, I just hope that Manchester United are seeing that Polo Dybala, which is a very which is a very good player, by the way, is going to be leaving Juventus. I don't know why we've been always we've been using the wrong transfers recently. Aside Sancho, our transfers have been wrong. The ones we've spent big money on, they've been wrong. So I just hope that so for once we can see the fact that someone as good as Dybala is going to be a free agent and we're going to grab him. But um who am I? I'm just a fan, uh um an analyst and the Manchester United board are in charge of all of those things. So let's just hope that they can see. They can see Polo Dybala. Uh, uh, Inter Milan drew 1-0 to, uh, with Fiorentina and a really good result for me being that I want AC Milan to win so uh, I hope they can keep drawing. They put AC Milan uh, three points ahead of Inter Milan uh, but Inter Milan has a game at hand so let's just hope that they can lose that one too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, Giroud, Giroud again for, for the umpteen time Giroud again being the saving grace of AC Milan. He didn't score this time, but the assist came from him and um, um, it was it was wonderful. AC Milan, they needed the three points and they got it and um, they are three points ahead of every other person that is behind them in the league currently, like in the top four position currently. Uh, so, um, kudos to AC Milan, kudos to Pioli and kudos again to Olivier Giroud. He's been wonderful for the team. Um, um, so yeah, what do you think about what do you think about um, AC Milan winning the league um, after um, since 2011 or 2010 I think 2011 it, 2011 okay. right I, no well um, AC Milan is a very good team I hope I hope they they, they win the league this year because of the fact that they relocated in there yeah they and, they, and, they, they, and they, they. then it's, it's the same thing about it's the same thing about coaches coaching having faith in the players with Giroud turning back it's not the same grade we had when we had uh, Arsenal or Chelsea. Chelsea, at Chelsea. But I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that people at Chelsea see that he's a very good player. So, and um, I, I hope AC Milan will go on to win. The league is very tight. It's, it's the same thing that happened last season. Yeah, yeah. And so it's, a, it's a great league to watch. So I, I hope AC Milan actually go all the way and win it this year, just like they were eight by did last season. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they can they can clinch the title. Um, talking about uh talking about AC Milan, um, the game the game against um Cagliari, um, um uh, was was uh, it bettered a few a few problems. Uh, I think um the game ended with. I think the game ended uh, the game ended with a few abuses from from uh, Cagliari fans. Did you did you did you see that on the news that that Mike Manian was 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 abused. Him, he himself and uh, Fikayo Tomori were abused by by Cagliari fans. Did you? No, no, I'm I'm not aware. I'm not aware. Uh, I saw something like that on the news. I'm not really I'm not really sure about it, so I'm not going to talk about all of those um issues here. So um, let's go to um France. Um, PSG lost to 
Monaco men. <laughs> um, I think the first thing that I'm going to talk about in that game was the fact that Messi has been booed. Had been booed in the last few games or in the last game that PSG played, and now Messi didn't play the next game and they lost three goals to nil. Um, I think for for one, PSG fans are a little bit ungrateful because Messi's got the highest number of assists in the, in the French League one this year, right? If I'm not if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, and then you boo that sort of player that's been giving you lots of goals, and then he doesn't play the next three goals three goals to nil to to Monaco that have been really inconsistent this season. Um, I don't know. Um, but I feel that I feel that one of the reasons that why PSG have been have been doing this poorly in the league is because um, Poch first of all is not respected enough as a coach in the PSG in the PSG dressing room, and I feel that to a large extent, um, that is not because it's not because he's a bad coach. I think it's just because he doesn't have the capacity as a coach to carry the sort the sort of team that he had he has in hand currently. And uh, I don't know if you have any contrary opinions to to that. To no. that. <laughs> I don't. I don't really have much. I don't have a contrary opinion. I think exactly the same way. You know, Poch is coming from um, Tottenham. Tottenham has. I I know they have no trophies with Poch. I don't think they're going to win trophies with Poch. Yeah, yeah. But he's a very good coach tactically. But he always loses out at the last moment. You know, for he got to the Champions League final and he lost, and um, he has been going to other finals. You know, Poch. Is a good coach, but they are not going to respect him. That's what I'm saying. If if they are not humble, they're not going to respect him. I, I don't think they have humble players in that coach. You know, because of Kylian Mbappe, the World Cup winner, they have um, um Neymar, Neymar, the Champions League winner, winner, and Messi, a seven-time Ballon d'Or winner. winner. How do you how do you talk to these players? How how do you get them to respect you? Is it is it just about your tactics? And you don't have any um, um stuff to you don't have medals, you don't have any um, silverware. It's it's difficult. It's difficult. It's difficult for Poch, and and um, you know just like what what you said about Messi, he's not he's not really that he's he's not the type that 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 be bringing goals to his team, but but we have seen his impact without him the best and the players got really low ratings. Mbappe, Neymar. Honestly, I don't know what Neymar is doing. I don't know what he has been doing in that team. Quite frankly, he just turned. Um, I think he turned thirty. Yeah, he just got thirty. Yeah, I don't and know. and he, I mean, we. I'm not going to be politically correct about this. I I don't think he's going to win the Ballon d'Or. I I don't think that's happening. Yeah, I feel I I feel to a large extent that before if Neymar would ever win it, I think Kylian Mbappe would would have won it like three times before. And uh, if um if Kylian Mbappe wins the Ballon d'Or three times, then it means that Neymar would probably be thirty five, and there would be no hope of winning the Ballon d'Or anymore for him. I just hope he can get serious as a football, but. Aside seriousness, Neymar is a really good footballer, and um, I just feel that he do, he's, he doesn't have the ability to carry a team on his shoulders by himself. I think that's what, one of the reasons why he, he's, he's been um, persecuted this much, because everybody expects him to be like the standout player for Paris Saint-Germain, but he's not been there, and he's been, he's been leaving that job for, to Kylian Mbappe, and for a player as big as he is, nobody expects a 21-year-old or a 22-year-old boy to, to fit those shoes, where, where there's Neymar. Um, so understandably, um, fans are going to be angry over the fact that Neymar has got such big money and he's not been able to give them the most um the the, the most needed trophy in their cabinet. So I understand where the frustration from PSG fans. Um, um, Olympique de Marseille were able to beat OGC Nice two goals to one. Um, 
I had said this earlier. I felt I felt that Ojisimis will not be able to keep up um, the second place that they held in the league, and it's it's happening. Olympic Marcel has taken back the spot as second place holders in the league, and um, Rene, man, Rene are struggling as much as they can to to keep themselves in the top flight. Um, so they went on to trash Mets six goals to one. Um, first of all, it just makes Mets understand that they are not going to be any way close to leaving the relegation zone. They are twenty three points. Uh, they have twenty three points out of all the games that they've played, and and they are they are, they are like four points behind the person in in seventeenth uh, or eighteenth position. I can't remember seventeenth position. I think um, so. Um, it's I think it's totally done for Mets. It's totally done for Mets. Um, but Rene putting up this sort of performance against um, Mets. Yeah, Mets are not so much of the best team in the league, but um, um, Rene are neither the best team in the league too. So um, scoring six goals. Do you think um, Rene have uh, have caught a really good form and they, they can challenge for the second or third place in the league? Well, I, I don't I don't really know about challenging for the. Uh, I think maybe they can make it top four again. The the best league depends. One, it's it's kind of a little bit intense to see in. Yeah, it is really good. But I, I think it can flow in all directions. I think Rene can actually make it a top four. Yeah, hopefully for them they can do better. Uh, they can put up such performances uh, again and again. So at least keep them uh, in the top five for the next season. So um, uh, all this said, let's just talk about the Europa fixtures and the, the Champions League fixtures that are going to be played in in the nearer future. So um. Um, so West Ham get to play Lyon in the Europa League. Um, Frankfurt get to play Barcelona. Leipzig get to play Atalanta, and then Rangers get to play Sporting Braga from Portugal. Um, I don't know about any other person, but I hope that West Ham can manage to get to the next round. Being that they have been playing good, good football this season, they've tried. They've 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 held their ground for so long. So, um, I'm not tipping them to win it, but hopefully. They can do better. At least they managed to knock out Sevilla from, from the round of sixteen. So it's, um, it's it's um, that was a good thing. Wonderful, you know, it's Sevilla on the Europa League. Yeah, the Europa League kings, the Europa League kings, the Europa League kings. So um, it was, uh, it was it was wonderful for. There was like a last, uh, at that that last the last um half no game game we got to the extra time and last period there was a wonderful goal from Malenko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Malenko, you know, you know the Ukraine what we what Ukraine is going through right now. It's, it's just wonderful. Yeah, it was he really scored, he scored, to score that sort of one. He scored one just before this game and, and scoring another one it's it's, it's it's wonderful for him. I don't know. Maybe maybe the thing that his country is going through he's been he's been putting him on this on the stools and he's been he's been trying to be as consistent and valuable for West Ham as he can be. Yeah. Um that that's a good thing for him. Um, um. Any thoughts on Frankfurt and Barcelona? What do you What do you think <laughs> I, I, about this match? You know, I saw I saw a tweet that dated back to twenty twenty when Frankfurt played against Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich was in form, like oh, yeah. the form of their life since twenty winning six trophies. Yeah, six yeah. trophies and Champions League. Yeah. So um, it was it was the game just after. Bayern beat Barcelona 8-0. Yeah. 8-2. Uh, they went on to play Frankfurt yeah. and they won Frankfurt. Was it was it 6-0 or something like that? So Frankfurt, the admin in charge of their Twitter, they yeah, yeah. He, he he posted this was this this was this was the caption. He said 
the go down by less goals <laughs> than Barcelona take. Oh, <laughs> it, 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 and that and was a strange job at Barcelona, <laughs> man. And and it was I it, I don't know. It felt I, if I was a Barca fan, I would I would I would say maybe pissed. Yeah. Yeah. And now they finally have the chance to get their revenge against Frankfurt. You know, for that tweet. Well, <laughs> well, 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 well. I I know Barca are in form, so they have their chance to get the revenge against the German team. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. Let, let's yeah. just let's just hope that Frankfurt for their own sake it's, it's um, can at least put up a really good performance against Barcelona, especially with what they said in twenty twenty. So, so, so it's it's going to be it's going to be one to watch out for, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a really good game. Um, Leipzig and Atalanta. Um, I for one feel that Leipzig can manage to come out of this game victorious. I don't know, but I feel that Leipzig play better football compared to football. Sometimes the team with with the better style of play doesn't win, but. But I feel Leipzig uh, should should be able to stay through against Atalanta. Um, Rangers and Braga, what do you think? Well, Rangers is a very good team. You know, uh, Braga, I'm not really sure about Braga, but I think Rangers is going to win this game. Yeah, think. yeah, considering the fact that they had to beat um, the likes of Dortmund right. to get to this level. And, and Dortmund are a really good team, so yeah. So let's hope for the best for Rangers or for anybody that's going to qualify to the next round. So in the Champions League, the most um the uh, the most awaited games are going to be in the Champions League um, with Real Madrid playing Chelsea. Uh, we've talked about that already. Yeah. Uh, Manchester City playing Atletico. I I don't like I, I don't like Manchester City, but for the fact that I was beaten out of the Champions League by Atletico, I want Manchester City to beat them. <laughs> yes, I want Manchester City to beat them. Yeah. So uh, um but but let's let's remove the sentiment. I think Manchester City are a better team. And they don't play football like Manchester United, so um, I don't think Atletico uh, Madrid are going to be a good match for Manchester City. I don't know if you have any contrary opinion. Well, you see, Atletico Madrid this season, um, you know, I th- I thought I I used to say they they they, they were very good defensive team, but after the game, after the game against Manchester United, I went on to check that performance is where they have been struggling really defensively this season. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And you know, it just defensive records. Yeah. yeah. It just turned out that uh, Manchester United were really toothless in the game. They couldn't, they couldn't keep up with. Yeah, we couldn't take chances and the rest of it. So but Manchester City, on the other hand, have all the creativity. You know, with Mares, Bruno and Bernardo Silva, and can give those penetrating passes to defense. So I think it's it's the end of the road for Atletico. But although you know, once more football is not played on paper, yeah, yeah. on pitch, and um. The Atletico, on the other hand, has the likes of Jao Felix, very good attacking yeah, player. Very pussy. And, and, and they have um, um, Suarez and Griezmann. So it's, it's not going to be totally easy for Man City, but I'm rooting for Man City to win the game. Well, well, well. I just hope that Man City can make it proud for once. Uh, Liverpool play Benfica. Uh, man, I don't think there's so much history behind this game, but. Um, being an English fan, English football fan, I, I, I would want Liverpool to stay through to the next round. So hopefully they can. Um, I would leave. I would leave. I would leave you to analyze Bayern Munich and Villarreal for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Well, you know, a lot of people see this game against Villarreal and and they just go on to say, um, it's going to be an easy one. You know, I had some friends complaining that. Bayern always gets easy games. Uh, I don't so think Bayern Munich have, have been a team to always beat the big teams. Yeah. So, so the thing about Villarreal is, um, 
he played good football, very tactical. Football. And they got a really good coach. Yeah, too. And, and they're passing is excellent. Yeah. They finish really. They play good defense. They play good defense. Um, actually, I think Bayern is going to beat them, but that's not going to be because it's painful. That's not going to be because it's 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 an easy, easy game. game. It's not going to be easy. But Bayern is a, a better side. They they have better um, players and a very good coach. So I think at the end, Bayern's going to come out victorious. Mm, what do you think about the midfield? The midfield also um um very uh, they've got really good midfielders too. They've got Etienne Papu. They've got um. Um, Danny Parejo. Um, what do you think? How do you think? Um, do you think Bayern Munich are going to be really dominant in the midfield? I know you guys have the likes of Kimmich and uh, and Goretzka and then the um, Tolisso's. So, um, do you think it's going to be really easy for you guys with, in the midfield? Well, well, well. Um, recently, I I'm going to say Nagelsmann has kept a terrible lead with um very. He has. I think he has focused more on attack than yeah. midfield. So um, it's going to be Joshua Kimmich and Goretzka once more, and uh, also we have Sabitza. So yeah, yeah, true. I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not Musiala, yeah, yeah. And I, I think, I think the ball is going to be played more in the um, the um, one third. How do how do you say it? The attacking one third of the yeah, area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not going. It's not really going to be a midfield crossover. But then of course we have Joshua Kimmich, who who's a very good midfielder, and. Um, the likes of Goretzka once more from Champions League. So I, I think we're going to win that battle. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. One last thing before we go. Um, um, I was I was a Chelsea fan and we had the guts to say that Kante was a better, better midfielder compared to Joshua Kimmich. I, for one, don't think it's true. Um, I, I wish we had a Chelsea fan here so we could, we could bounce about it. But but from, from a Bayern Munich point of view, from a Bayern Munich fan, and okay, let's not just say a Bayern Munich fan, from a football fan point of view, who do you think is a better choice? Who do you think is a better option? If you had both of them, what would you start? What would you, what would you bench? Well, you need to think about if you have both of them, who would you take? I think it depends a lot on the kind of team you have already. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. If you have, um, both of them are good defensive midfielders. But if you have a good defensive midfielder already in the team, like if I were to coach Chelsea, now, for example, and they have De Bruyne, who is a deep, um, deep playing, yeah, deep deep line line deep playmaker, and uh, Kant is not really like a defensive, defensive midfielder. Yeah, he's the box to box kind yes. of thing. And, and I have Joshua Kimmich, I'll, I'll prefer to take Kimmich because Kimmich has the advantage of um, very good distribution of passes. Yeah, and, that's true. And I think we all, we all agree that he's a better um, striker. If, if you are going to look, if you are going to choose, if you have to choose better striker between both of them, Kimmich is, is better attacking than a passing. Yeah, truly, Kimmich is really, Kimmich is really precise with his passes and the rest of it. Yeah, so. he has good shot accuracy, he has better shot accuracy, better shot on target also. So, um, yeah, I, I think uh, I'm going to go with Kimmich. But then, so it's, it's Kimmich for me, it's Kimmich for me. Yeah, hopefully. Um, hopefully one one of these days we can see the battle against Joshua Kimmich and Kante in the midfield. Uh, Chelsea have been managing managing to beat Bayern Munich in the Champions League, not out of their own doing, but the draws have not just been putting both of them in the same place. I just hope to see that also against um Joshua Kimmich and Ngolo Kante in the midfield someday. Um, this is all we have got for you on this episode of Talk Football. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for clicking. I hope you you come here next week. Um, for 
for the same analysis that we give you we've been giving you from the first episode till today um thank you very much Seya, for coming um i hope that we can we can have subsequent other times that we that we sit down to, to talk about football like this thank you very much for coming you're welcome all right um guys this is where we call it um a day for for this episode um i hope to see you next week thank you very much peace